The Raiders, who are currently riding a two-game winning streak, is looking up saying, who's next? Well, if you look at the schedule, you know it's the Indianapolis Colts Week 17 action. We'll compare and contrast. We'll talk all things Colts, all things Raiders on this Thursday, December 28th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. As always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. We appreciate that. The YouTube page has grown in such a major way, and that's because of you, Raider Nation. Whether you give us three minutes or 33 minutes, we appreciate all the time you can spare us on the daily. And, of course, my man Ari is the reason why we're up on YouTube. He does a fantastic job each and every day. You can hit him up on Twitter at Ari Producers. You can hit me up as well at your boy Q254. Normally, we got the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. But since it's the crossover edition, no calls or texts. We'll do that on Friday, heading into the weekend, heading into a new year, and heading into Raiders Colts Week 17 action. Before I actually jump into the crossover edition with Zach Hicks, one of the hosts of Lockdown Colts, did want to pass along a couple news and notes, little nuggets before we jump into it. And off top, it's the Raider roster moves that they made on Wednesday. They signed tight end Zach Gentry to the active roster from the Bengals practice squad. And in a corresponding move, they placed tight end Jesper Horstead on the reserve injured list. If you remember, Horstead didn't travel to Kansas City with the Raiders. He was left back in Las Vegas. That was something we found out on Sunday on Christmas Eve. So uh, he's on the reserve injured list. His his season's going to be over, and Zach Gentry is filling in the mix. Now, uh, does that mean that Michael Mayer is going to come back? Well, we'll find out sooner rather than later. Uh, hopefully he does, but we're not too sure. Obviously, there's only two games left, and he's got the uh, grade-A tear on his toe. So that's the situation that's going on with him. Also, the Raiders wave tackle Justin Heron. So those are the roster moves. They signed Zach Gentry, the tight end, off the Bengals practice squad. They placed Jesper Horstead, the tight end, on the reserve injured list and wave tackle Justin Heron. Also, on Wednesday, we found out the 15 Pro Football Hall of Fame finalists, Eric Allen, EA, is one of them. Of course, a longtime Philadelphia Eagle, also a member of the Silver and Black, did a hell of a job with the Raiders when he was with the team. Uh, really special help, uh, you know, develop Charles Woodson and teach him how to be a pro. He has been uh, in position before to be a Hall of Famer. He's been on the ballot, but now he's made it to the finalists. And the, the winners, or the not winners, but the guys that are actually going to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame will be announced Super Bowl weekend. But 15 Pro Football Hall of Fame finalists, and Eric Allen is one of them amongst uh, the, the group. Antonio Gates, Julius Peppers, Devin Hester, Patrick Willis, Dwight Freeney, Rodney Harrison, Darren Woodson, Jared Allen, Reggie Wayne, and others. So uh, 15 total uh, that are, are finalists, including Eric Allen, and that's what I really wanted to pass along. EA, now part of the Raiders broadcast, does the pregame and the postgame show with JT the Brick, does a fantastic job and really happy. I like to call him a friend of mine, knowing that he's a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame is awesome. I know it's something that he really, really wants. So we all got to hope that EA is able to make it into the Hall of Fame and be enshrined forever. Now it's time to jump into the crossover edition. Zach Hicks, one of the hosts of Locked On Colts, joins the show. We talk all things storylines. We talk all things matchups. And of course, we give you our path to victory and a little score prediction 
as well. Before we do that, though, today's crossover edition is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the first uh, part of the conversation. Part one here, Zach Hicks and me talking about the biggest storylines between the Colts and the Raiders. Q, since you're the road team, you're my guest on today's show. Uh, what is your biggest storyline for this one for the Las Vegas Raiders? Well, it's funny. I mean, there's so many different avenues that you can go with the storylines, but I, I think it's really just the way that this team is playing for this coach, right? I mean, Antonio Pierce takes over November 1st after Josh McDaniels gets fired, and, and a lot of us had no idea exactly what to expect, but I could tell that it was a breath of fresh air immediately. I could tell the difference between the players. I could tell the vibe in the building was just different, and all they are right now now is four and three under Antonio Pierce and now the last few weeks they're playing with a ton of confidence they're playing like like they're the baddest team out there right like they're the team that's expected to go and make a deep run in the playoffs and you know right now they're mathematically alive but they need a lot of help to get into the playoffs but none of that matters right now they're playing for that coach they're trying to prove to ownership Mark Davis that he is the guy that should be the the dude moving forward and we know man for covering the NFL the interim coaches don't get the head coaching job the permanent job very often and even when they do a lot of times they don't have a lot of success but he's trying to prove that he's different, that that's the norm, and he is not the norm. And, and he's trying to, you know, as he mentioned earlier this week, my resume is on the grass. So, I mean, I just – I think that the biggest storyline when it comes to the Raiders is, yeah, they can make the playoffs potentially. Hell, there's a chance they could win the division, right? If the Chiefs lose out and the Raiders win out, they literally could win the division, which is wild to think since they fired their coach after uh, on Halloween. But – that's a possibility, but with all that being said, the biggest storyline is still the way this team is performing, those guys in the locker room for their head coach, Antonio Pierce. Yeah, and it's been really interesting, too, because when you're watching this Raiders team since the firing of Josh McDaniels, obviously, we always see that interim coach, that first game in. You yeah. see the interim coach usually win that first game. We saw it last year with Jeff Saturday. Heck, you guys saw it last yeah, year. Yeah, we Jeff saw Saturday. that very, very up close and personal, brother. <laughs> yes, yes. They always win that first mm-hmm. game. And they come out strong and then it just implodes down the stretch like we saw last year here in Indy with Jeff Saturday where they're losing by 30 plus points each game down the stretch. Whereas, um, you know, other teams typically are not doing that. But with you guys, it seems like they're getting better each game with Antonio Pierce's tenure here. Again, 63 points does not happen very often, no matter who you're playing against. I mean, again, they're playing against a team that was kind of giving up, but still to drop 63, that's. That's insane. And then to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, even in their down year, still being the Kansas City Chiefs, um, it, it seems like this team's just getting better and better every single week. No, they are. And, you know, they dropped 63 against the Chargers, and there's a reason why the Chargers quit, right? There was a, a reason why they quit. The Raiders submitted them. they just like, okay, we're going to – it's going to be our day today. You're not coming into our building and, and taking our lunch money. We're going to do that. And after the Chargers made so many mistakes, it was like, all right, game, set, match. And then the Chiefs, they had a plan. Man, Antonio Pierce told us in the media room, hey, enough is enough. Enough is enough. We've had a lead on these guys, 17-0, we lost. Had a lead on these guys, 14-0, we lost. Enough is enough. We can go into their house, be the bully, and take their lunch money. And that's exactly what they did. And, you know, the, you saw the frustrations from the Chiefs, but uh, the Raiders believe that they could beat anybody. I mean, they, they really do. And right now, with the way that their defense is playing in particular, I, I don't really question it. I don't question I think that this is the best I've seen this team play, especially on defense, obviously, in a ton of years. But just as a unit and trying to play for each other, it's been nice to see. And, again, it's been something I haven't seen 
in a very long time. So, again, that, that's got to be the biggest storyline for the Raiders is just playing for Coach Antonio Pierce, how they can finish off this season. Can they win two more games and, you know, end the season on a four-game winning streak and let the chips fall where they may? Possibly. But, uh, you know, they've got to go out there and win the games, you know, to, to, to get it done. But for the Colts, what's, what's the biggest storyline for the Colts? Is like you mentioned, they're in the seventh seed right now. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing for the Colts right now is what team are we? What team are we going to be in these last two games? Because we've seen so many different sides of this Colts team. Now, I know they've gone through a lot of adversity, losing their starting quarterback early this season for the year. Obviously, that changes all your plans. Jonathan Taylor missing most of the season. Uh, Shaquille Leonard, everything happening with that and leading to his ultimate release. Uh, but when you look at this Colts team, it's been a, it's been a team of streaks and runs this year. They started off strong after you know after a rough Jaguars game to start the year, uh, but then fell to three and five early in the season. Then they went on a four game winning streak. I mean, again, they beat teams that they should have beaten, but they still beat those teams. Right. Four game winning streak over Panthers, Patriots, Buccaneers, and and Titans. Uh, and then we've seen this very bipolar team the last three weeks where getting blown out by the Cincinnati Bengals, but then blowing out the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then getting blown out by the Atlanta Falcons. What football team are we right now? Like, are we the playoff team? Are we the seven seed in this AFC, this really tight AFC race right now? Or are we the team that's just going to fold down the stretch and and kind of succumb to being the backup quarterback team that was overachieving throughout the year? Uh, I think that's a big test for this team, especially with a rookie head coach. Again, with a lot of adversity they've been facing all year. How are they going to finish these last two games? Because with the way that the math falls for them, if they win these last two games, they're almost a lock for the playoffs. They mm -hmm. would need a lot of things to fall against them uh, if they win these last two games to not make it. Uh, they're like a 99% chance, I believe. So they got to take care of business. They can't be watching the scoreboard. They can't be looking ahead to any next week. I mean, it's two games left to show what kind of football team you are. Uh, I, I know, I, again, I know we can look at it and say this team's kind of overachieved this season, mm -hmm. but... Let's go all the way with it. Let's overachieve to the max and <laughs> right. make it into the playoffs. Yeah, why stop uh, now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this on a good streak. You know, you've been right. again, you've been overachieving all year, but let's let's push this to the playoffs. Now it's kind of the same way to the Raiders. Like mm -hmm. win those last two games, see where the chips fall. It, it ultimately it misses the playoffs, whatever. You know, right. you, you you put out 10 wins this season. Uh, but for the Colts, you know, you gotta finish strong after this really bipolar stretch they're coming off of these last three weeks. What has the value of Gardner Minshew been right I mean look this year across the league it's been proven that you need to have a really quality backup Anthony Richardson starts the season he's out early with the injury he misses the rest of the season but Gardner Minshew slides right in how comfortable has that allowed you know the head coach there Shane Steichen to be knowing that Gardner Minshew at least I mean he's not a world beater but he's been there and done that yeah, you know, I mean, if you look around the league, it's what, 59 quarterbacks have started games this year. Wild. Uh, yeah, Gardner Minshew has the most wins out of all the backup quarterbacks that have started games. Now, Joe Flacco is making a run for his money right now. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But Gardner Minshew has the most wins among all those all those backups that have started. And I think a lot of it came down to just his familiarity with Shane Steichen, where Steichen, yes, he had to completely change his offense from the preseason plan when Minshew stepped in, but he was changing it to a way that he already was prepared to potentially change it to, you know, just go heavy RPOs, go a little bit more in the gun, go more with, uh, you know, getting the ball out quick and not, and kind of taking away some of those deep balls. Cause that's just not what Gardner Minshew is. It's not the most efficient and effective way of playing offense in the NFL. It's not a sustainable way of playing offense in the NFL, but it is a way that Shane Steichen was able to find, you know, success with this year. It was able to, to sneak some wins out against, you know, Baltimore Ravens, Houston Texans early in the season, Tampa Buccaneers. Those are all playoff teams mm -hmm. right now. Uh, the Colts were able to win those type of games with Gardner Minshew at quarterback because Shane Steichen had that plan in place. So 
I'm not going to say that, that Gardner Minshew has been a world beater this year because he hasn't. He's been probably just a below average quarterback. But in the landscape of the NFL, when you're going to your backup quarterback to have below average, that's such a big advantage for your team yeah. just to have below yeah. average. So, I mean, the, just having that on the bench has been a big plus for the Colts this year. But don't worry, guys. We're going to keep talking Colts, Raiders coming up. We're going to talk all about the biggest matchups in this game, uh, who we're looking at in this Colts-Raiders game. So there you go, Raider Nation. That was part one of the conversations. Biggest storylines between the Colts and the Raiders. Zach Hicks, one of the hosts of Locked On Colts, and myself breaking it on down. Coming up in segment number two, we'll talk about the biggest matchups. What will we be looking at? What will we be paying attention to? Well, we'll tell you about it in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's you against the numbers. That's it. You're not battling thousands of other players, pros, sharks, none of that. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections, and you watch the winnings roll in. I know a lot of people like to play uh, the combo projections. What is that? Well, you could pick someone in the NBA. You could pick somebody in the NFL. You pick their uh, stat projections. You go with uh, more than or less. Less than, and again, you watch the winnings roll in. It's just that simple. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy, so your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't come back, the player is rebooted just like that. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy plat- sports platform with an injury policy. Uh, in injury insurance policy, I should say. Check them out today. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Promo code is locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. It's segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast crossover edition. Zach Hicks, host of Locked On Colts, and myself talking all things Week 17 action, Colts and Raiders. We already talked about the storylines. Now it's time to deep dive into the matchups. So here's Zach Hicks and myself talking about the biggest matchups with the Colts and the Raiders. All right, Key, we're talking biggest matchups, Raiders, Colts, big playoff implications this weekend again what kind of matchups are you looking at in this game Q you know it's so funny man I I look at this Raiders team and the roster and I look at Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs if he's able to go he hasn't gone the last two weeks but I look at him look at Jacoby Myers you know look at Aiden O'Connell the quarterback like I look at all these offensive weapons and I say is that my biggest matchup and I say no like this is the first time it's so long that I say that that's a no I look at the biggest matchups for this game and I really look at this Raiders defensive line right from Max Crosby to Malcolm Coons to Tyree Wilson to you know other other big guys uh Jenkins John Jenkins I mean just all these other guys that are making plays Adam Butler uh, all these dudes along the defensive line that are really making it happen for the Raiders defense like they are the reason why this Raiders defense is all of a sudden having so much success and more success than they had early in the season they're getting pressure on the quarterback they're slowing down the run and they're making things happen like they're running around with swagger that they have all the confidence in the world that they could beat anybody which is again for somebody who's been covering the Raiders and and a fan of the Raiders for a very long time it's just so new to me to see a defense that's playing the way that they're playing I mean they're what averaging about 15 points a game that they're giving up I mean it's just it's incredible you couldn't have told me 
that this was going to be the storyline for the team uh, early in the season. I've been like, yeah, right. That's not going to happen. It's it's just it is so bizarre. But really, Malcolm Kuntz has come on so strong as of late. Uh, he's he's flying in off the edge. He's so fast that uh, he's making life difficult. And of course, Max Crosby. I don't have to describe what he's going to bring to the table. He's one of the best in the business. But Really, similar to last week, I thought that the biggest key to the game for the Raiders against the Chiefs was that interior push. Tyree Wilson's been playing a lot on the inside. He was drafted to be an outside guy, but he's been playing a lot on the inside, and he's starting to have a lot of success there. So I just think it's that whole defensive line going up against the Colts' offensive line, which I know the Colts' offensive line is good, right? I mean, there's a reason why Jonathan Taylor is able to run. There's a reason why the Colts have had plenty of success is because that offensive line has done some really good things. I just think that this Raiders defensive line and the offensive line, they're going to have a they're going to get in the middle of the ring and they're going to tie their shoelaces together. And like the last guys standing are going to be the ones that win. And uh, so that's really where I look at it. I think everything's going to be built off the trenches. And if the Raiders defensive line can continue to have success like they've been having the last few games, I think they have a great shot in this game. Yeah. And one big thing I want to add on that, you know, we're recording this here on Wednesday night, guys. So I know by the time you're listening to this, you might hear a new injury report but as of right now Colts right tackle Braden Smith was a full participant in the Wednesday nice. walkthrough uh, if he does go I think this would be the second or third game this season where the Colts all five projected starting lineup uh, at offensive line is actually starting a game right uh, there's been a lot of missed time from Braden Smith from Ryan Kelly from uh, Bernhardt Ryman missed a few games at left tackle as well so this could be the first time we see the Colts offensive line at full strength and you need a guy like Braden Smith against Max Crosby because Rookie Blake Freeland has not had the best run of late uh, mm-hmm. at right tackle, uh, and Max Crosby is a very different animal there <laughs> off yes. the edge. Like they're, he's one of one, one of the greatest uh, pass rushers in the NFL right now. Uh, there is one more defender I wanted to ask you about before we go over to the Colts, though. Uh, cornerback Jack Jones <laughs> is having a pretty good recent run of late. Uh, I believe, what, two defensive touchdowns the last two weeks? Yeah. Uh, a guy that you guys got, I think, what, off waivers from the Patriots yep. Or, yep. or something like that? Just yep. been playing some great football the last two weeks and when I'm looking at Gardner Minshew he's been you know he's been doing fine with the turnovers but when I see those those touchdowns from Jack Jones last two weeks on late balls to the flat or late balls on hitches it kind of scares me a little bit well I'll tell you this man he's been a a great addition to this Raiders defense he's a guy that was very familiar with Antonio Pierce going back to Long Beach Poly Uh, he's called Antonio Pierce like a, a father figure to him he was with AP there when they were in Arizona State. So, I mean, again, he's very familiar with Coach Pierce. And so Coach kind of knows how to get the most out of him. And, you know, he's one of those guys I like to say has a little something in their neck, man. He's got a little edge to him, right? But uh, Coach Pierce knows how to kind of calm him down and, and and get him into the right zone and get his right, right uh, frame of mind. But he's also a film junkie, like a film junkie. He told me after the first pick six that he had against the Chargers at Allegiant Stadium – he said, oh, yeah, we, as soon as I saw them line up, I knew exactly what play they were running, so I just went to where the ball was supposed to be, and he's all, I was actually upset. I thought I overran it, and I wasn't going to catch the ball. I thought I got there uh, too early, and so he kind of he kind of pulled his arm back. It, it, it looked like he was more going for a slam dunk as opposed to intercepting the ball. And then this one on uh, on Christmas morning against against uh, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he, he didn't even he – ba- he really baited him, and he wasn't in the right – stance like he wasn't really standing the right way or 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 backpedaling the right right way to even make that play but he knew it was coming and that's all from film study and so he just said it was a bad decision that he threw it I, I was already breaking on it and you know I made it happen and that's when he took it to the house and he told Patrick Mahomes about himself on the way to the end zone 
this dude's a guy, man. He, he's a real dude, and he's brought a lot of juice to that Raiders secondary. So, uh, yeah, that's a guy to definitely pay attention to. I'm sure that he's, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be looking to try to get three pick sixes in a row. You know, he's already two, two weeks in a row he's been in the end zone. I think he's starting to get used to us. So he'll be looking to try to make a play on a Sunday for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, switching to the other side of the ball, talking about the Colts defense for, versus the Raiders offense, my biggest matchup I'm looking for is how does this Colts defense respond against yet another backup quarterback? They have played almost exclusive backup quarterbacks mm-hmm. this entire season, and it's been mixed results. Like I said, this bipolar type team where during their four game winning streak, you know, they were going against these guys aren't backups, but they're backup quality type guys right now, like Bryce Young, mm-hmm. uh, Mac Jones. You know, those guys are not the strongest players. Will Levis was was the fourth guy in that bunch there. And the Colts did a really good job, you know, sitting back, not getting beat deep with explosives and attacking underneath and forcing turnovers on those under he throws uh but these last couple weeks again it's kind of been hit or miss mitchell trubisky they had a great game against but then uh jake browning tore them to pieces with the screen game this past week taylor heineke had way too good of a game for taylor heineke to have against (laughs) your defense so what are they going to be like against aiden o'connell in this one aiden o'connell coming off a game where he only threw for 62 yards in the first quarter yeah and that was that was pretty much it in the first half and that was pretty much it what kind of colts defense are going to see are we going to see another colts defensive game plan where they sit back way too much and Aiden, Aiden O'Connell is allowed to just live in the flats and live in the short game uh, and that's just not good enough for your defense right now or are they going to be a little more aggressive are they going to put more on this rookie quarterback's plate and ask him to beat them I'm really curious to see what kind of game plan the Colts defense come out with because if they're going to do what they did against Jake Browning and do what they did against Taylor Heineke which is just sit back as far as possible and and let them live in the short to flat. I mean, Aiden O'Connell will complete 80% of his passes. It might only be for like six yards in the 10, right, but like, right. you know, he'll be able to move the ball more than he even was last week against uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So they got to be a little more aggressive. They got to come after him. They got to force this rookie to do a little bit more than what they forced Taylor Heineke to do or Jake Browning to do uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting. You know, I mean, obviously that's something I'm paying attention to as well. I mean, as you mentioned, man, he didn't he didn't complete a pass after the first quarter. On, on Christmas Day, right? I mean, he had 10, he ended the game with 10 straight completions. Like, that's not going to work. You, I mean, your defense scored two touchdowns, so that's great, but you can't count on that every week. Like, yeah, I can't say, oh, yeah, they're going to go into this game against the Colts and you're going to get two touchdowns. They're going to get a fumble and a pick six. Like, that doesn't, that's not realistic. So the offense is going to have to do something. He's going to have to do something. It's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back. I think the one thing that he has going for him is that he's been the starter since November 1st. Right, I mean, the, ever since Antonio Pierce took over as the interim coach, that day he said, hey, uh, he's our guy. Aiden O'Connell is our quarterback moving forward. He gives us the best chance to win, and he hasn't wavered from that. There was times I thought that, you know, they should have took uh, Aiden out and put Jimmy G back in against the Minnesota Vikings where the Raiders couldn't score any points. End of the game 3-0. Uh, I thought that was a game Jimmy G should have gone in, and, and some folks thought that there was, you know, times on Christmas morning where they probably should have gone in and put Jimmy G in because Aiden O'Connell wasn't getting it done. But uh, Antonio Pierce has rode with them. Uh, he's let him figured it out. He said that he didn't have that look in his eye, like he was anxious. He he was uh, had that poker face, and that's what he was comfortable with. So uh, we'll see how he bounces back. I want to see what the game plan looks like. Like how do they set him up for success? You know, and if the Colts do sit back and let him just kind of have the, the 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 flats open, then he'll take that because at this point you need to have a couple layups. Right, you need yeah. to just see the ball go through the hoop a couple times. And if he can see the ball go through the hoop a few times, it might open it up the rest of the game. So I don't think that that's a great approach for the Colts to take is to sit back. But again, I don't know what their ultimate game plan is, and there's a reason why they're the coaches and not me. We shall see. We shall see. But coming up, guys, <laughs> we're going to talk about how we think this game is going to go and our ultimate predictions again for this big playoff 
like atmosphere for the Raiders and the Colts. So there you go. There's the biggest matchups. What we'll be paying attention to the most come Sunday when the Raiders are in Indy taking on the Indianapolis Colts. So what's the path to victory? What is it going to take for each team to come away with the dub? You already know that I think that the Raiders are going to win not only this game, but the next game against the Broncos. But how do I think they're going to get it done? You'll find that out coming up in segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. And we'll get to that right after I tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for small businesses, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion with the B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time to resource or to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is quick and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and even quicker. Right now, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast crossover edition. We're talking Raiders. We're talking Colts. We've talked storylines. we talk talked matchups. What's the pass of victory and what's the... What's the score prediction? I'll even give one of those as well. Zach Hicks and myself, we're talking path to victory here in segment number three of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Check it out. All right, Q, so we're talking Colts, Raiders still. Big playoff implications yet again with this matchup this Sunday. Uh, and it's going to be at Lucas Oil Stadium here in Indianapolis. Aiden O'Connell returning back to the place, pretty much where he played a lot <laughs> of his college football yeah. there here in Indy. Uh, but Q, how do you think this game goes? I mean, again, the Raiders are red hot right now. I know that they're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but again, they're... They're red hot. They're going to make a push for it. How do you think uh, this game goes here on Sunday? Yeah, I think the Raiders playoffs started two weeks ago, right? I mean, they, they really just have to win every game and then see what happens. That, that's what it is. So it's, it is definitely a playoff game for them. If they lose, then, you know, it's game, set, match. But this is how I look at this game. I look at it as the defense has to continue to do what it's done. Right, the last two weeks, it's really ratcheted things up. It's created uh, takeaways. It's got sacks on the quarterback. It's just really been it's been that 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 pressure cooker. It's been very difficult to move the ball on. It's very difficult to score against. I mean, they're they're just they're out there playing loose and free. So I think that first of all, for the Raiders to win this game on Sunday, that 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 has to continue. That defense has to continue to play the way that they're playing. Patrick Graham has been dialing up a hell of a game plan each and every uh, week for for the Raiders defense, and you. Know, you know, Antonio Pierce has got the, the pulse of him. He's a defensive-minded coach. So, you know, he's, he's really loving what he's seeing on that side of the ball. But, Zach, at the end of the day, you got to score points to win in the league. you got to score points. And, and, again, you can't just rely on your defense and say, okay, they're going to score each and every week. So, somehow, some way, this Raiders offense has got to find a way to get going. Aiden O'Connell, maybe because he'll be back where he's very familiar, as you mentioned, Lucas Oilfield, maybe he'll – have a little bit more success there. He'll be a little bit more comfortable. It'll be inside. It's not cold like it was at Arrowhead. So maybe, you know, he'll be able to, you know, hit a couple of the receivers. Because this is what happened, man. On, on Christmas morning, there was times where Devontae was open. He threw it behind him. There was times when other guys were open and they just it wasn't a good pass. The layups were there to hit, and he wasn't able to hit some. Now, a few of them were drops as well. I don't want to put it all on Aiden O'Connell, but he's, they've got to find a way to be on the same page, get things going. I'll tell you right now, the Raiders' offense goes through the ground game. 
uh, whether it's Josh Jacobs or Zamir White, and that's how Antonio Pierce is built. That's the identity of the Raiders. They want to be tough, smash mouth. They want to run the rock, and that opens up everything else. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean, though, that they're going to start the game off with run, 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 pass. You know, they're not going to do it like that. They could start out very easily throwing the ball, but at some point they want to hit that 20, 25 uh, carries per game mark. They they feel very comfortable to win that game when they have that that mark. So I'm going to look at, you know, the ground game to get going. Uh, it was able to get going late against Kansas City. It helped them salt away that win on Christmas. But uh, get going a little bit earlier, have a little bit of success, and Aiden – Aiden got to complete some passes and get in the end zone, man. Those, those field goals aren't going to win too many games in the league, but I, I think that they have a real good opportunity to win this game on the strength of their defense and that offense just being complimentary. It's not, it doesn't have to be lights out. That's no disrespect to the Colts. It just has to be, it has to be complimentary of the job that the defense is doing. Right now, this Raiders team is led by the defense. Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to say to any Colts, fan, any Colts fan that are listening to this episode, I mean, this is a tougher game on paper, than, and this is a tougher game just in reality than what maybe it looks like on paper. Mm-hmm. The Raiders are a different team the last couple of weeks. I know three weeks ago they were shut out, but these yeah. last two games, they have really been uh, just a very different football team. They're playing really well under their interim head coach, uh, and a lot of it will come down to what the Colts are made out of in this one, and if Michael Pittman Jr. plays. That's yeah. another really yeah, big, big one. Mm-hmm. Well, Will the Colts be able to score without Michael Pittman Jr. would be a big thing, so hopefully he can go, but assuming that he does go this week, you know, Shane Steichen's done a really good job this year of not letting the Colts get too low. You know, we come off games where it's like, this is the all-time low for this team. They're, you can't get much worse. I mean, the Saints game where Derek Carr looked like Drew Brees in that game, just, <laughs> yeah. just chucking it, not missing any throws. They were getting run all over. It was a beatdown and epic proportions. They come back and they beat the Carolina Panthers after that. Uh, you go to that Bengals game where the screen game is killing them. They lose by 20 in a really big AFC playoff game type atmosphere. They come back the next week. They win 30-13 over the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team they hadn't beaten since 2009. Uh, they were able to beat them just like that uh, coming off of that bad loss. So they're coming off another really brutal loss. Luckily, this one didn't hurt them in the playoff race. Uh, but how do they respond? That's always the biggest thing with, with NFL teams. How do you respond? How do you you know, deal with adversity? And I think that Shane Steigen's done a great job all year of getting this team able to respond and kind of forgetting what happened the week before. So as long as they can come into this game, play their game, play mistake-free football, keep the success rate high on offense and just keep that ball moving – I think they can do enough to outscore Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders offense. Now, again, Mac Crosby is a game record. Jack Jones yeah. is starting to look like a game record <laughs> right. as well. Those two guys are looking like game records on that defense, and they're playing some good football. But we have seen this Colts offense do some good things against top defenses this year. They put up nearly 40 points against the Cleveland Browns. They put up 31 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have been able to score on top defenses this year. Uh, so a big thing with this one will be just, again, keeping everything contained, keeping everything in front of you, playing within your game, not forcing things. And please, for the love of God, defense, get some pressure on Aiden O'Connell. Like, can we can we not get picked apart by another backup quarterback? Let's make sure, you know, that they're taking away the flats, making him have to force some things down the field and, and kind of hurry up his process a little bit. But I think as long as the Colts stay within their cells, stay within their game, play some controlled football, they should be able to come out victorious in this one. But Q, do you have a score prediction for us or do you not do you not do those? Things? I, I normally don't, but I, I will. Right. I, I normally yeah. don't, but I, I'll, I'll try my best at it because it's so <laughs> funny a lot of times I end up overshooting for both teams and then when I try to say oh it's gonna be a low scoring game then I end up going too low so uh, I'm gonna go I think and I'll just say it full disclosure I've already said on record that I think that the Raiders are gonna win the last two games of the season so I'm not gonna change it now Uh, I think that the Raiders are gonna win this one 17-10 
I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Colts are going to have the ball at the end with an opportunity to go down the field and tie it, and somehow the Raiders make a defensive play. I just I have that much confidence in the defense right now. And again, this is strange territory for me. It's like I, I don't swim, but I feel like I'm in the ocean right now, and you know, and I'm not drowning. And it's like, wow, how 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 is this possible? Like I don't even know how to swim, and and I'm doing the Michael Phelps out here, right? It just it feels weird just to say that the strength of this Raiders team is the defense, but it really is, and they're making plays and they're expecting to make plays. So that's that's what really has me like in awe of like how is this even happening? So I'm going to go ahead and ride that strength to say that they're going to keep doing that and, and being who they are and Max is going to be Max and Malcolm Koontz is going to be Koontz and you mentioned Jack Jones and Meek Robertson is making plays. And I'll say this, the one guy I'll tell you to look out for as well, Robert Spillane. He doesn't get talked about a lot, but man, he is playing his backside off, man. The Raiders picked him up as a free agent from Pittsburgh. I had no idea what to expect. Reached out to Chris Carter, locked on Steelers. He was like, yeah, he's a good thumper, but he's not really good in coverage. And everyone I talk to that covers Pittsburgh is like, yeah, he's okay, but he'll frustrate you. He has been money. He has been fantastic. He's got three interceptions on the season. He's he's one of the captains. He's He plays with a motor like Max Crosby, which is hard to think of because not many have a motor of Max Crosby. So that's the other name I'll say look out for. 41, Robert Spillane. He's playing with his hair on fire. But, yeah, 17-10, man. Ultimately, I think the Raiders get the victory and improve their overall record to 8-8. So uh, how do you see this one shaking out? Yeah, you know, every time I think it's going to be a def- defensive slugfest for the Colts this year, it ends up being this high-scoring, <laughs> crazy game right. that the Colts <laughs> – you know, where Minshew throws eight interceptions and the defense <laughs> takes away the ball six times, too. And it's like, oh, my God, like the Cleveland Browns game. I mean, right. who would have thought that both teams would nearly hang 40 in that one right. uh, with P.J. Walker and Garner Minshew in that one. Of course, one. But, right? Yeah, it's just it's crazy with this Colts team. But, no, I think this is going to be a little high scoring just because of that. Okay. Um, but I do think ultimately the Colts are going to come out on top in this one because, look, at the end of the day, Shane Steichen is a really smart offensive play caller, really smart offensive coach uh, who's been able to get the most out of this team. And I don't want to believe that this Cinderella run is over yet. Mm-hmm. So I think the Colts are going to take this one. Let's go 26-20 Ooh, in this one. A little okay. bit higher scoring game. Yeah. Some field goals from the Colts in this one. So there it is right there. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Zach thinks it's going to be a higher scoring game. We both think that uh, our team respectfully is going to win. I believe the Raiders are going to get the dub. I believe the Raiders are the better team. I know that the Colts are sitting there in the number seven seed right now, and they're actually in the playoffs where the Raiders aren't, but I don't think that that matters right now. I think that the Raiders are cooking with grease. I think that the Raiders are playing with some really good defense, and that strength of the defense is going to get it done. Biggest thing to that is, like I mentioned with Zach, got to find a way to get it done and and, and let the offense complement the defense. And, of course, we'll talk about keys to victory. We'll talk about what it's going to take away for the Raiders to get the, the third win in a row coming up on Sunday versus the Colts. We'll do that on tomorrow's show. We'll get back to the Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. We'll get some calls and texts for sure. Uh, I got some really good stuff from Brandon Jacobs, former uh, Giants running back, two-time Super Bowl champ, a former uh, a teammate of Antonio Pierce. He's actually on my radio show on Wednesday, so I'll bring a couple of those nuggets to the show as well. Got a lot to really get to and a lot to like as we close out the week really strong. So we'll do that tomorrow. Tomorrow, Raider Nation, uh, appreciate you as always. Thanks so much for making the show your first listen of the day. And until Friday, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.